Today we have Christine Tung who was expelled from the Labour Party whilst acting as the Secretary of South Thanet. After the fall of Corbynism, Labour opted for an all-out war on the left in order to quash any form of socialism that still remained within the party, leading to a witch hunt against its own members. Christine was one such member who is going to tell the story of what caused her expulsion and how it felt to be ousted from a party she loved. Um, so, so Christine, basically, just a bit of context really on, on what happened to you and, and how it ended up that you, you sort of got expelled from the Labour Party, really. Yeah. Uh, well, my story with the Labour Party, I'd always been a Labour voter. My family were always Labour voters. Um, I actually joined the party because I hated Thatcher. Um, so I joined in the early 90s. <clears throat> um, but I left because of Blair and uh, his warmongering and uh, because of the attacks on the welfare state that I saw happening under Blair. Um, I'd seen Jeremy Corbyn often at left-wing meetings and um, Stop the War events. He was a family friend because he was the MP of my husband's auntie. Um, so we saw him at, uh, you know, I knew him as a human being as well as a politician I agreed with. And I always said, I'll rejoin Labour if Jeremy Corbyn becomes leader, as in pigs might fly. <laughs> and lo and behold, he became leader um, fantastically and outlandishly. Um, so I rejoined and so did, um, you know, 400,000 other people because they'd, they'd seen Jeremy working with left-wing groups and on the right side of history as far as they were concerned for you know, 20 odd years. So um, I, I joined as an enthusiastic Corbyn supporter um, with no really great hopes about how he might convince the rest of the world. But, uh, um, you know, people were very, very keen and they saw a chance for socialism at last. Um, <clears throat> what you quite swiftly realised was that there were forces working against the left, as you might expect. What we didn't realise was just how much activity there was going on, which was actually against Corbyn within the party. I mean, you, you kind of expect, uh, you know, the, um, the Tories and uh, and people to the to the right of them, like UKIP, uh, to be critical. But you know, you didn't expect people within the party to to behave like that. Um, and Thanet, we'd got, but we now have, or we had, quite a strong group of left-wing people who'd come up through um, Stop the War movement and also through Stand Up to UKIP. We had Nigel Farage standing here in 2015 trying to become our MP and rousing up uh, racism and hatred and uh, division. But we managed to beat him off. Unfortunately, we finished up with a very right-wing Tory MP. But at least it wasn't Farage and I think we did history a good turn through that. So there was a, a, a strong group of people who knew quite firmly where they stood in politics who then eventually joined Momentum and then joined the Labour Party. So Thanet has a reputation for being 
quite left wing now. Um, because of my commitment to Corbynism, if you like, uh, I was prepared to take on all sorts of roles inside the uh, the Labour Party. So I started out as disability officer. I'm old and disabled. Um, but then uh, as time went on, one of our secretaries was suspended through having a little run in with regional officials. I think she asked them too many questions and she was suspended. And I stepped in as a member of the executive committee into a temporary role as secretary. Um, and then you become a bigger target, obviously, and you become more more of a prize to actually oust from the party. Um, and I was first of all suspended um, for some jokes I made on Facebook, very trivial stuff. And then I was expelled for wishing good luck to Chris Williamson a year before they actually expelled me. So I wished good luck on Facebook when Chris Williamson, who was also a strong left-wing MP, uh, he was suspended, he took the Labour Party to court, he was unsuspended, then he was suspended again, and I think he decided it was finally time to leave the party. So I wished him good luck, as you would um, anyone who was leaving a job. You might send them a card and you know, say good luck in any future that you make for yourself. Uh, this was taken as support for a candidate standing against the Labour Party by the uh you know the powers that be the, mm -hmm. uh, they're called the governance and legal unit and you never know any names and you never know who it is so these these gray-faced bureaucrats sent me a letter saying uh, because you uh, you supported uh, someone standing against the labor party you are now excluded it's what's called auto exclusion mm. which means that you're automatically out you know as soon as you commit this one sin whatever reasons you might give for it, their interpretation is that now that's a sacking offence. So I was out. Um, you get a letter saying if you're upset by this, you can go to the Citizens Advice Bureau or you can go to the Samaritans. So they're expecting to, people to be quite upset about it. I don't know how many people mm. actually rang the Samaritans. And I do know people who've been desperately upset by what's happened to them when they've been either suspended or expelled um i wasn't sort of expecting it but i wasn't that surprised really because i know you know I'd, I'd, by that time i'd read bits of the leaked report and i knew that the labor party bureaucrats had been working against corbyn and against corbyn supporters ever since he was elected so you know you're not surprised but what takes you by surprise is the crassness of it you know the obviousness of it that they're working their way through all the left-wingers in all the constituency Labour parties and finding what to an outsider looks like a feeble, trivial excuse for kicking them out of the party. Yeah. But, you know, you can... You, you send your letter, you know, they give you... Um, you know, they give you leave to, uh, um, to make representations and then they just ignore them. And that's happened with so many people now that, mm. uh, you know, you, you're, in a, you're in a good club. Um, it actually happened to my partner two days ago. He was the chair of uh, Thanet, of South Thanet. Really? Um, he was suspended, um, oh, six months ago now. No, more than that. Uh, he was suspended for 
allowing a motion to be debated in support of Jeremy Corbyn when uh, when he was uh, suspended from the Labour Party and then really? the whip was withdrawn. So he was suspended for, for that, which was supposed to be not proper business. Um, but he's now received notification of auto-exclusion for being on Russia Today and uh, being a spokesperson person for the Labour in Exile network, uh, which have become prescribed but weren't prescribed when he was on Russia Today talking about them. So, you know, they're using the most peculiar kind of... Uh, methods that's it's just mccarthyism it's just witch hunting mm. and yeah. it just needs to stop <laughs> yeah yeah and, and the point you made as well about the um the comment you made to chris williamson is did you say you made that a year before they suspended you for it or yes yeah 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 so it's sort of just digging up sort of any old information to to get you out really isn't it it's, it's... absolutely yes yeah and obviously Labour have been on this for quite a while, haven't they? They've been on this, uh, I think this goes back even probably maybe further than Jeremy Corbyn, but Jeremy Corbyn was maybe this reignition of, of um, you know, reasons to, to quash the left in the party, because yeah. I don't know whether it's, it's, it's not a desirable trait, because, you know, Labour was always seen as the the sort of more social party, isn't it? And and I don't know why they're, they're so sort of against, like anti-left, aren't they? Is it Maybe does it affect their electing image or or is it something deeper than that i think new labor reinvented the labor party as being a party that favored business um would probably get sponsorship from different organizations that they would then support in some way um like businesses um and wanted to become less dependent on the contributions of thousands of ordinary members, um, mm. you know, to make mm. themselves independent of the membership and become like a, you know, an elite team of decision makers. Or I think that probably that was the idea. So when all these hundreds of thousands joined, you know, the Labour Party happily took their money mm. and employed bureaucrats to try and get them out again, probably. <laughs> I mean, terrible. it's just so cynical. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Disgraceful, yeah. really. I mean, my, my my first reaction when I got it was ungrateful bastards. You know, I'd spent, <laughs> you know, basically four years flogging myself for different Labour Party causes or, hmm. you know, standing on street corners with leaflets for all of our candidates. And, you know, and then they just chuck you out. <laughs> mm, yeah. No, I mean, it's incredible. And the, the the triviality, really, of the reasoning behind your exclusion, it's, um, you know, I mean, as you said, literally just... Uh, and, in, in fact, you know, this wasn't something you'd actually posted as your main status on facebook this was you just replied this so this was a reply to a to a um to a post i presume wasn't it that, uh, yes yeah yeah it, it was just as simple uh, as that i, I think uh, I, I think i looked it up at one point about a thousand people wished chris williamson good luck at some point hmm. in his uh, in his progress i mean i i, I kind of knew him i'd uh, i'd met him at um at labor party conference and he was talking about veganism hmm. um and uh, there was a free lunch. That's probably why I went. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought he was really sensible. And, you know, and he was talking about sustainable agriculture, which is relevant to our area where agricultural land is is uh, constantly under threat from developers who mm. want to build, you know, new towns on good agricultural land. Um, 
we'd invited him to Thanet to talk about democracy. So, you know, I'd uh, I'd had my picture taken with him after he'd yeah. spoken at a at a meeting. You know, so but it, his worst sin was that he supported Jackie Walker. Mm. He wanted yeah. to he wanted to show the film about Jackie Walker called The Witch Hunt in the House of Commons, and that was seen as a you know a hugely anti-Semitic choice to make um, because Jackie Walker is now kind of labelled automatically as notorious anti-Semite, which is absolute rubbish, of course, and very, very unfair and unjust. But um, I'm a friend of Jackie Walker. She's from the same constituency. Yeah, just to explain who Jackie is. So she was actually the vice chair of Momentum, which was the um, group that was set up um, immediately, pretty much immediately after Corbyn was elected as leader, um, as as a uh, well, perhaps you can tell me more. But the, as I understand it, a campaigning group for Corbynism, really, is that right? Well, it it, it was there to to promote um, left wing ideas and to to gather together the left. And the idea when it first began was that it didn't matter whether you were in the Labour Party or not. Um, anyone who supported. Uh, um, the Corbyn agenda uh, yeah. could join Momentum. In fact, most of the people who joined Momentum from other parties finished up in the Labour Party mm. because Corbyn lasted. You know, Corbyn yeah. got re-elected the second time. And, and Jackie was also, she was also vice chair of South Thanet. Um She was, um, she was the main organiser for Momentum and mm. she was vice chair of uh, South Thanet. And it looked as if at one point that she may be selected as our parliamentary candidate. You know, people were just talking about it at the time when she was suspended the first time. So, Mm. you know, she was obviously being seen as a rising star of the left. Yeah. And uh, had to be stamped on as such, really. Yeah, definitely. That's it. That was the sense that she'd again you were talking about i think you know your head had been put above the parapet by becoming involved with um you know the the uh, uh, administration of your local party but her but she was definitely became a target because of her profile particularly within momentum i, I would imagine and yes, that's presumably yeah. why she was targeted I'd, i presume so yes yeah and obviously this this anti-Semitism as well that, that seems to be rife in the Labour Party or, or quote-unquote rife, conspired to be. Um, it, it's, it's sort of like this thing, isn't it, where they, they sort of can twist any any wording into anti-Semitism, um, yeah. which is obviously bizarre because, you know, you've got the Conservative Party who are, who are quite clearly Islamophobic and, and mm. anti-immigrants and anti-this and anti-that, but... Apparently, any anything you say in the Labour Party, like if you, for instance, were to comment on the uh, conflict between Palestine and Israel, and um, if you were to go against the support of Israel, you'd probably be labelled an anti-Semite there as well, wouldn't you? Um, uh, yes, I, I probably have been actually. I mean, d- d- just to go back on why I was chucked out, um, there is someone with a, a similar story, um, Becky Massey, who's in uh, who's in Brighton, and she was kicked out for. Uh, for a tweet that she made in support of Chris Williamson saying, um, you know, if anybody's looking for a good left-wing MP, uh, Chris Williamson would be it, you know, and that was seen Mm -hmm. as supporting, a bit more supportive than me, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So she she was chucked out. That was the reason why she was ch chucked out that they gave her. But then she asked for a subject access request from the Labour Party, which means you can ask them for all the information they've got on you and they're supposed to give it to you. You know, it's like a freedom of information request. Yeah. But they're supposed to give it to you with bits redacted so they're not endangering anybody else. Mm -hmm. So she got her subject access request and they probably forgot to redact various bits and pieces, but she found out that she was on a list that the Board of Deputies had sent to the Labour Party as one of the most notorious anti-Semites. <laughs> so, so the Board of Deputies of British Jews, which doesn't consist only of Labour Party members, in fact, most of them are in the Conservative Party, had demanded that uh, that Becky Massey be targeted in some way and investigated. And that was probably the reason she was expelled. And the Chris Williamson thing was just an excuse yeah. Um, I asked yeah. for a subject access request and I got some mysterious replies with a link that I couldn't open. Um, when I told them I couldn't open it, I just got total silence. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> and I, I need to go through the process again because maybe I'm on some list that I don't know about. Mm. But, uh, but Becky Massey certainly was. And that was very revealing that the... The excuse they'd given for chucking her out was different from the excuse they'd got for investigating and targeting her. Yeah, so these complaints, I mean, in a sense, it's not really people making genuine complaints against members. So you imagine there's a process there so that if somebody, you know, does something that's against the party rules, you know, someone will make a formal complaint about that and it'll be investigated. But it seems here what's going on is basically a, a, a trawling exercise by people who are, who are enemies of the Labour Party, essentially. So they're, they're trawling through social media i mean finding some of these these comments you know must must be quite an exercise um they're clearly not seeing this stuff just as a matter of course they're, they're clearly going looking for it um so there's there's it, it demonstrates malign intent uh, malign intent really doesn't it it certainly does and people need to realize that uh, that the subs that they pay to the labor party are going to pay labor party staff to investigate Labour Party members and try and find something horrible to say about them, you know, some sucking offence to say yeah. about them, you know, to, to think that people are going through your Facebook posts and, you know, and your Twitter um, or anything that you say in public meetings or, or looking at, uh, at Zoom meetings and trying to find people that they can say, oh, well, you must be a member because you were at this meeting, we saw your, your face and your name. Um, yeah. as one of the attendees at this meeting yeah well it was, I mean, it was before we came on it, it is <laughs> yeah. isn't it i mean i was before we came on i was just um talking with jamie because i mean we perhaps we can reveal at this point that obviously we attempted to record this last week and it didn't work mm. but interestingly in the week since there's been a few um stories that have come out um uh, along these lines i mean one of them i saw was um uh, a guy who who's been 
I think he's whether he's been kicked out. I'm not sure if he's he's been kicked out or he's being investigated. A guy called Neil Farraher, and um, he posted on on Twitter because um, one one thing I know you you've been because um, you're involved with the Labour in Exile network. Uh, one yeah. of one of the things you're encouraging people to do is to actually come out and talk about what's been going on, and and you know perhaps publish the letters you've been sent and things like that, so people actually yeah. are, are aware of what's going on. Well, he's yes, pub- yeah. he's published the information on Twitter that he was sent um, with, you know, itemising various things that he's he's supposedly done. Now, the, the information they've sent him is essentially uh, a bunch of posts that he has clicked like. So he's clicked the like button mm, on... Yeah. And, and these are on replies. So, for example... There's one that he's in 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 this list of uh, items they sent him. One one of them he's he's clicked the like button on a on a tweet on a on a Facebook reply which says, "I left Corbyn. Uh, uh, I left after Corbyn was viciously deposed, and I have joined the Socialist Party. What is needed is to build a new mass party of the left. Labour has been overtaken by." anti-democratic right-wing junta um and so Mm. on so it's a post along those lines all he's done he hasn't replied to it he's literally just clicked the like button now i don't know how you can find out what posts someone's liked it's not easy to do you can't you can't go to someone's facebook profile um uh, you know and instantly put up a list of, of posts they've liked so this is using some kind of software this is someone trawling deliberately mm. with some kind of software to find this information uh, to play. and it's they probably had to go through thousands and thousands of, of you imagine I mean, I'm sure you know if you scroll through Facebook you can just like 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 you know all the way yeah, through yeah. Your, your timeline you can imagine how much data they've had to crunch to find this yeah. these these apparently incriminating likes but it's the fact that you can, you know, this is the level they've got to now that they're they're they're, they're actually um, using this kind of evidence that says you've liked this, and they want him mm. to sort of respond and say, "Can you explain to us why you like this?" You know, so they're not even yeah. saying, saying that he's broken the rules. What they want mm. him to do is to incriminate himself um, by responding yes. and explaining why he has liked this this particular um, comment incredible well that, 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 that's exactly what they try to get you to do in the letters that you send yeah that, that they send to you know they they say things like uh, do you think that what you said here is compatible with this labor party rule um you know and then they'll quote you something well what are you mm. supposed to reply to that yes i think it is and they're going to come back and say no it isn't mm, or yeah. you know it's just ridiculous but uh, you know the labor party did employ somebody who was a you know, a, a spy expert. He came from the Israeli secret service or intelligence services or something. And they've well, he, employed He him was a member of staff. He's employed as a member of staff, is what you understand, is it? Yes, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was publicised as a great uh, crew that they got somebody that good. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. extraordinary, isn't it? I'll, I'll, I'll to spy on members, basically. I remember yeah. it. But, uh, yeah. you know, they've obviously got much better at it uh, uh, since they've been employing experts at, uh, you know, finding people and accusing them. I mean, a, a, a good example is um, is someone I know from uh, uh, from North Thanet, which is the other half of uh, of Thanet. That, that's the Margate area, mm. and uh, he was um, he got his auto exclusion letter uh, the same. Uh, the, he got an email the same day as the thing that they were quoting him for being chucked out for. He'd liked uh, the meeting on Tuesday 
of uh, defend the left with uh, with Ken Loach in it, you know, and really? one of notorious people like Jackie Walker. Um, so it was very recent stuff, and there was something else that they quoted. It was also um, only the day before, you know. So the, 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 they'd obviously had him in their sights. He, he was somebody who'd, uh, I think, he'd stood for the county council, and he's a, you know, he claims to be a socialist, mm. you know. So that makes him a target to begin with, I suppose. But uh, um, you know, he, he didn't actually get selected for the for the county council. Um, but they obviously saw him as somebody, you know, who might make his way up the hierarchy of the Labour Party and had to be stamped on straight away. So yeah. um, he, he he didn't wait to, to argue the case. He, he left the party that minute and joined the Green Party. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was all very, very instant. You know, he was accused of something that had happened the same day or the day before. He thinks, right, that's it, that's the final straw, I'm out, and mm. asked to join the local Green Party, and they said, oh, welcome. Yeah. So God knows what's happening to all the other people. I mean, I would still say um, join the, you know, one of the groups like Labour in Exile Network if you've been chucked out because it gives you a... A group it gives you a network of comrades who are actually doing something to uh, you know to try and fight collectively against the awful things that are happening in the Labour Party. Mm. Well yeah and I, I think one thing that I took from uh, saying this to Jamie before we came in as well was was um, I watched the webinar the other night uh, which you mm -hmm. just referred to um, yeah. and, I, and I think I had to I, I, I had to agree really with what um, Ken Loach said uh, when he was saying there's there's only really two options um, you know there's there's two options for, for, for you know the future of the left um, in terms of you know trying to um, you know gain political power and one one is either you know, begin a brand new party, which is is an extremely difficult option, uh, mm -hmm. especially with the electoral system. Or the other is to actually fight uh, tooth and nail for um, the control. You know, get, regaining control of the Labour Party, um, mm. uh, and those are really the only two options. And I, I, I thought it was interesting because of his historical perspective. You know, because I think uh, I, I'd take you watch the. Did you what you did watch it, didn't you, Christine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he he was saying, wasn't he, that when he he was um, first became a member in 1964, then they were talking about how do we, you know, how do we um, uh, sort of, you know, uh, fight for the left of the party even back then, um, yeah. and uh, so it's the same battles over and over again. But then, as he was saying, the urgency now is because of climate change and what have you. You can't sort of think, oh well, we'll we'll continue to struggle and maybe in a generation's time, you know, we'll we'll be back in in the position, uh, you know, uh, to challenge again. Um, yeah. It's too urgent for that now. You know, we need to we need to you know we need a socialist government ASAP, really. So, I think uh, I think that's the urgency and that's the value of 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 the. I suppose that you know the 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 struggle that's going on in the Labour in Exile network and and mm. and trying to you know make this um, uh, you know you know make this this battle happen now um, and not and not allow uh, not allow um, you know the the right to make the gains they're making and push back. Um, I think that that seemed to be you know to me the 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 right message. Absolutely, yes, yeah. But we probably ought to be doing more 
along the lines of what the XR movement are doing. You know, we should be super gluing ourselves to the pavement outside the conference or something like that. I mean, I'll probably be sitting there in my red chair with my placard. Um, I've got the guts to glue myself anywhere these days. But, but I might just sit on the pavement and yeah. make people feel guilty as they go in. But, make, them, make them walk around you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have to move me away from their, from their gate or something. Um, but, but, you know, we, we need to be doing more things like that to... Um, to draw attention to it. I mean, I, I, people are still scared of damaging what they see as their careers. I, I, I know of a Labour councillor, I, I won't say where, because I don't want to uh, betray him, but uh, he's had one of these uh, warnings of auto-exclusion for, you know, for, I don't think he even took part in the meeting, he just watched it or something, said something about it. Um, but he's keeping his head down because he's a Labour councillor and he sees his, you know, he sees his position as uh, as something he wants to retain. He doesn't want to be chucked out and he doesn't want to become independent and he doesn't want the, you know, the people he sees as the Tory enemies um, in the council crowing that something's happened to him, mm. you know. But, mm. but he's scared to speak out, basically, and he really should just be speaking out about what nonsense it all is. Mm. Because mm. keeping your head down is not an option these days. No, you've got to got to pick a side, really. Now haven't you? that's that's the thing. It's a it's a struggle, and, and it's there's you know, it's uh, it, it's not one that can wait. Um, you know, exactly. the battle lines have got to be drawn, and action has to be taken. Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially yeah, when, when when we've got a government that needs opposing more and more and more. Oh, every week there's something dreadful, <laughs> some new dreadful horror um, from the government, mm -hmm. isn't there? So yeah, and it's and we're not seeing that from, and I suppose that's the other thing to come on to the you know the current uh, leadership of the party as well. I mean, um, yeah. I, 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 there's there's clearly no leadership challenge afoot at the moment. But uh, how long can it really go on with with the, the, the leadership we have at the moment in the in the party? God knows. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know. Uh, my constituency didn't vote for Keir Starmer. Um, I know people who supported him, and I know people who supported him not realising that, uh, you know, he was somebody who would just lie about what he intended to do. You know, he was going to keep on with the 2017 or well, the 2019 manifesto and the ideas in it, and he changed his mind almost instantly, and he's mm. he's rolling back on anything that I would consider um, part of the socialist agenda. And and he's not standing up to the government in the way he could. You know, we've got a really awful government and, and he's just kind of limply saying, well, I don't really like that or don't approve of it. You know, well, where's the fire in him to mm. to be a real opposition? Yeah, I thought last week with the announcement of the NI uh, national insurance increases, yeah. I mean, an open goal which was just squandered, you know, and yeah, made yeah. made no capital. He probably do something similar, you know. He, he he probably didn't really like the idea of uh, you know yeah. spending money on poor people. Well, I mean, given that the policy had been to set up a national care service, uh, no mention of that whatsoever. Um, mm. As far as I know, they haven't 
um, backtracked on that or changed that policy. I mean, they haven't really said what any of the policies are since um, since the loss of the 2019 general election. But I didn't understand that they were scrapping everything. So, but no mention of that mm. or any or any sort of you know good alternative to to what seems to be amount to a policy of just um, shoveling money money into the pockets of private care providers. Well, yes. I think what you find now is, is you know, most, a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, I don't know what Labour stands for. And I, I still don't. I, I don't know if anyone else does, but I still don't know what Labour stands for. And I think all you found now is since they've been sort of berated, oh, no one knows what you stand for, no one knows what you stand for. All they seem to do now on, on their Facebook page or any, any platforms they've got is they just make a policy that's the better version of what the Tories have introduced, haven't they, really? And um, they just latch on yes. to whatever, whatever sort of comes out. Tory light. Yeah, yeah, literally. Exactly. It's uh, you know, like it's it's, it's like these. Uh, they keep up all these posts about you know, and it, it is fact. It is a fact, you know, that there's there's families out there who you know are going to struggle with this with this increase, and obviously the the cut of the um, the benefits as well. Um, and you know they're, they're writing these posts and they're saying you know families working families would be over a thousand pounds worse off a, a year and and things like this but they're not they're not they're not depicting that in the actual house when it comes to the debate i mean you know he sat there and he gave an example of of one person but he didn't really send it send it home that this is going to be detrimental and i feel like the party that stood behind him didn't really either you know there wasn't a lot of um, when you think about the energy that used to be in there i mean i remember my first, last time that I, i'd say i was really fixated on politics was when jeremy corbyn was really drumming up um, support and you know they had the seven nation army song for him he was going to festivals and talking there and it was yes. really really engaging and in the house it was engaging as well because the energy from both sides was was massive but now i mm. think the tories say what they want because they, they expect no opposition or a weak opposition anyway and they sort of they they you know i don't know there's that video of when they were all uh when they were discussing this in the, the house of commons uh, the, the the increase and the all the tories were laughing and they're laughing because n- nothing that he says holds any weight, really. Um, you know, his obviously his constant referral as well. Keir Starmer's constant referral to when he was in the CPS, and it's sort mm-hmm. of it's irrelevant, really, to what he's trying to attack, isn't it, really? Yes, I think that's a really good uh, good analysis. I mean, uh, I, I think we have to start thinking of the Labour Party as being in two parts, really. There's the Starmer's Labour, and there's the People's Labour. Mm. And there's far more of the people's labour than Starmer's labour. It's just that there are a few too many MPs that uh, that think that Starmer's way is the the way to go. And it's it's a, it's a bizarre one as well because they're not um, they're not exactly running for leadership, are they? They're they're sort of I I don't know how to describe it because it doesn't seem like they're going down that route where they they want the power it seems more so they just want to be safe they want to remain as the one of the other largest parties but the problem is when you've got that infighting in the party there there's already a fractured left i mean tories pretty much hold the right you know they, they've defeated ukip they defeated the brexit party because they've made it clear that they are the right-wing party um and but with obviously labor you know you're spreading that left-wing vote over labor you're spreading it over um, you know the Green Party and Lib Dems and people like that. Um, Lib Dems are obviously a bit more, I'd say, centrist. But the the issue is, is that those sort of policies. I mean, when you've got in in um, infighting, sort of in the actual Labour Party itself, you're just fracturing it even more um, and making it even more confusing of a, a sort of um, you know a place to put your vote, isn't it? 
I think that's a confusing way of thinking of it, actually, because the infighting, um, you know, if you just see it as infighting, it sounds as if you're squabbling over the definition of Clause 4 or something. You know, mm. that this is much deeper than that. This is this is forces within the Labour Party that have been conspiring against people on the left um, for five years or more, you know, but they, they've got stronger in that time when they thought that socialism might actually um, come to the fore in some way, then, you know, they've been fighting against it. it it's not infighting. Mm. It's, you know, it's a kind of, uh, it, it's a real kind of targeting of the left. And yeah, it's, I, the, it's the soul of the Labour Party that's at stake. Yeah, I agree I mean, with you the, as well on that, um, Christine. The left because... has always quarrelled a bit, but, you know, th 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 this is something completely different. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, the, left, the left sort of fights itself, doesn't it? But um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right because um, I mean a lot of people when Corbyn first came in, they, they were they were there were people saying the, the people who come in in newspaper columns on that uh, they expected there to be sort of Stalinist purges by by Corbyn mm. which is ridiculous because he did quite the opposite he actually tried to um, bring uh, the two the, the sides of the party together um, in, in a way that people weren't sort of expecting um and he was you know he was stabbed in the back for, for having even tried to do that you know he tried to it, i think he did try to reconcile nice, inclusive person you know he's yeah. he's kind-hearted he doesn't like being nasty to people i mean i've never seen him be really critical of anybody he sort of laughs gently and is a bit sarcastic perhaps but mm. you know uh, i mean you know it, it it wasn't his way to um, to actually purge because he could have he could have done what Johnson did you know he could have done yeah well-known liked people but, mm. but he didn't yeah. and, and and there are people on the left who criticize him for that for not being tougher at the time but but that nobody could have anticipated the you know the depths of the nastiness that came out in the leaked report you know with mm. people actually you know when he's in the room emailing each other saying oh i can't stand his stupid smart you know that kind, mm. kind of that level of nastiness that uh, yeah do you want to just describe what that report is by the way we've mentioned it a couple of times but um there this report uh, was was leaked it was i believe it was jenny formby who um who actually um, uh, report, yeah. yeah who commissioned it and do you want to just tell us a little bit about what that is? And then obviously, um, because because of that, there was then the Ford inquiry was launched. So if you want, could you just tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's, it's really a, um, it's a report on the investigation into the Labour Party and, and what was going on with the, um, with the staff. But it was to do with the, the delays on the anti-Semitism uh, claims, I think. Um, but the, the, the report was leaked... And what came out were transcripts of uh, of emails and tweets and uh, WhatsApp conversations, I think, from Labour Party staffers, which showed that they were conspiring against Corbyn. Um, I, I, I don't think that was the purpose of the of the report originally. I think it was actually, wasn't it in response to the, because the IHRC had launched their investigation into labor um right, yeah, that was it yeah. wasn't it and they'd and i think yeah, jenny formby yeah. had commissioned this uh, report just to sort of give it was going to be a, a piece of evidence to give to the uh, I, 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 I can't say it, ihrc yeah. um uh, and and 
but it, it never it, it, it never actually formed part of the evidence that, that was given to them so I think that was the reason why someone had leaked it so that they could you know expose what had, what had been going on really yeah and the, the the Ford report was supposed to look into um, what was happening with the Labour Party and how the report got leaked but uh, you know Ford has been suppressed which is why um, at the uh, at the Brighton Rialto Resist event we're going to do and not the Ford inquiry, which will be on the Tuesday of the Labour Party conference. So this is going to be one of a, a, a number of events. That so is it is it is this mainly being um, uh, organised by Labour um, um, in Exile Network? Uh, well, well, it's been organised by a variety of uh, uh, of left wing organisations. Mostly, it's been organised through um, through Brighton. Um, constituency Labour Party or the oh, okay. members and ex-members there because uh, you know the, the Rialto is um, is in Brighton and the local people have uh, used it before mm. so it's very uh, it's very brave of the Rialto to put on these events mm. and that's so one of the events is the not the Ford inquiry and, and there's a couple of other things going on are they on that week well there's there's, there's three days of events really um Sunday, Monday and Tuesday and probably Wednesday morning as well. So if people Google resist at the Rialto, they'll find out what's going on. Mm. Excellent, yeah. Which yeah. hasn't been published in detail until uh, um, probably just before the conference starts. Yeah, yeah. So if people want to go along, they're encouraged really. It's not just for Labour Party members, but anyone who... Oh, I guess God, is yeah. you know yeah. is is kind of appalled at what's been going on really and wants to wants to you know be a part of that. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And there cool. will be things going on outside as well. Um, depends on the weather, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like this. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? But uh, <laughs> see, a lot can happen in two weeks. <laughs> well, the last time I was there, it rained every day. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've now got visions of you, you know, slumped across the entrance to the uh, Labour conference in the pouring rain. <laughs> 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 Those of us who make these rules yeah. get to stick <laughs> by them, and that's why I've got to resign. I couldn't give a f-